0: Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Toledo Matters podcast. With you is your host, Bob Tucker, your co-host, Danny Woodcock, and myself, the engineer, Nathan Lewis. The engineer, I like. La- I think that's the second or third time you've done it like that. I, I and that. you guys yeah. did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, called it's, the engineer thing. Yeah. Welcome back to the <laughs> Toledo
1: Matters podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us again, Bob. Who do we have on the show today? Well, today we have
2: Lance Roper from Actual Coffee. He uh, roasts uh, coffee, and it's really yummy. He brought some in for us, but we appreciate actually, it. we're actually drinking our second cup right now. Yeah, and he's he's sitting here, so it's a little awkward because usually uh. we, we 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 don't record intros with with the guests still here. But say hi, Lance. Say hi, Lance. Yo. <laughs> So we were usually like kind of talking behind their back, and now, we, now <laughs> we, I got to be nice. Yeah. Now we can't say any of the stuff we had planned. So. But uh, Lance makes great coffee, and you can find him at actualcoffee.com or various social media handles that are all some variation of actual coffee At actual coffee yeah all of them yeah great brand consistency so
0: bob <laughs> what'd you get up to last couple of weeks
2: oh well I, I guess most recently it was father's
0: day and yeah. uh
2: th- that means i was allowed to crack out the smoker
0: oh yeah you are the fa- i've never been from on your side of father's day where you're actually a father. yeah it means i get to sleep in and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I I, I did a, a pulled pork uh, on a smoker, which was... which was I saw good. your
2: picture. It looked, looked good. I took it off a little too early, but that's that's a long story. Really? But it, it still turned out pretty well. Was
0: it done or you had to like put it back on type it deal? It was
2: done. Parts of it didn't pull as well as I would have liked, right. if you know what I mean. But right. Anyway, that, that turned out great. It happens. Got a lot of sun.
1: Awesome. Did you do anything Toledo-y?
2: Uh, actually, uh, Saturday morning we had the race for justice downtown Toledo, which, oh, yeah. uh, we, we, you know, our last episode, we talked a lot about that with, with Heather Hall and Dorian, uh, Slavod, yep. uh, in, in advance of that. And the race was this past Saturday. I hope some of you were able to make it. I, I helped set it up and clean it up a little. And, uh, my family would ran or walked and oh, that's all. great
1: i walked down nate with dj nasty nate
2: was yep. in the yeah. tracks yeah there's a
0: lot of people running in that actually dj yeah. nasty nate's first appearance in about 15 years so nate, special nate, treat nate was
2: <laughs> uh, spinning the the underground drum and bass with some <laughs> superhero soundtracks that's it, right. it worked out pretty well but uh and, and danny showed up so thank you danny it was it fun time.
0: good time yeah Did you
2: get
1: anything to fun nate
0: um it's not necessarily Toledo-y, but it's in the general area. Um, I, I went it. down to the Dayton Air Show, which Ooh. is one of the biggest air shows in the nation. Um, so kind of a cool thing that's close to Toledo. That's a very large event. Um, so mm-hmm. my dad, as a kid, we used to go to air shows all the time. So uh, my friend uh, Richard and I and his dad went to the air shows with our fathers. Hi, Richard. And Hi, it, Richard. It was awesome. Um, it was... Uh, we got the special seats where you have like a reserved table and a and an umbrella, Ooh. so instead of like sitting in the in the sun burning all day long, we had like nice comfy tables and they had an f twenty two which is like the generation five jet that does vector <sighs> thrusting it was It was pretty amazing, so had a really great time and it was fun
1: right on well, one thing I want to talk about is uh, this awesome soundboard that Waveflow Studios has brought in <laughs> just Clap to you. Yeah. Nate hooked me up with a soundboard in here. So we various present. things throughout the show. Yeah. That's my bad. <laughs> I had to play with it a little bit this week. Um, so my weekend was pretty packed. Friday, Zoo to Do, one of Toledo's just, man, biggest events. It was so nice. So many good restaurants out and about. The music was great. The environment's just phenomenal. Um, Saturday, the Race for Justice was great. Thanks for having us down there, by the way. And then Saturday night was my birthday party, which thank you both for coming and supplying the coolers. Yeah, we right. needed those.
0: It was pretty funny. Like everything at the party, other than the booze, was other from the our keg, houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: we uh, we had the LaSalle rooftop. DJ Sharkbait came out.
0: He Dro- rocked oh. it. Oh he, my god, he rocked it. And I don't usually pr- prop you don't CD turntable DJs. Uh, you but crap on DJs. I crap on DJs who don't DJ. DJ Sharkbait <laughs> does DJ, and he was he was awesome. He he kicked ass. Yeah, but he was great. Party was great.
1: Thanks, Lasalle, for letting us do that, and everyone who came out and helped out. Uh, it's big thank you to Sarah Swisher for helping with the cleanup. You rock, In Front, of the, front of the show, Front of the yeah. show. Yeah.
0: Bam.
1: <laughs> 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 and then Sunday was the Cavs watch party at the Mud Hens. I caught the game on top of the Fleetwoods patio. Wow, go Cavs! Go champions,
0: Cavs. baby! Woo!
1: Yeah, we got to stretch here. We very go. excited. Fifty-two years coming. Yep. We had that okay. Round. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's my rant. It's a Toledo thank podcast. You. There's hey, a lot of Toledo, there's a lot of people, Cleveland. there was fireworks saw going off thing. last night. Yeah. Someone knit a, a banner downtown and it says Toledo loves Cleveland. It was great.
0: Well, and there yes. was last night when they, after they won, there were fireworks going off and Steph was like, is that gunfire? I was like, I think people are shooting fireworks mm-hmm. because the Cavs just won the championship. Yeah, it was great. Yeah,
1: for sure. So without any further ado, let's get to our talk with Lance. Yeah, Here's, here's Lance Roper.
2: with us today we have Lance Roper of Actual Coffee. Welcome Lance. Thank well, you Lance. Hey to be here. Thanks uh, for coming uh, in. And you brought uh, this big case of stuff. It looked like ai <laughs> I, I don't know
0: it looked like you were uh, setting up for a concert or something. With mm-hmm. Almost looked like you had a DJ equipment yeah. as you came in like it's in a road case. That's yeah, a big box. <laughs> but Then out pops coffee
3: stuff yeah you know i take yeah. it seriously you gotta yeah. have a 500 hundred dollar road case for it, it was, wow it wow wasn't, it wasn't 500 <laughs> I, I mean still, it, it
1: looks <laughs> pretty official that looks like a little chemist set
3: yeah it's it's good um you know you got a lot of glass in there and that yeah kind of stuff so yeah, you, it,
2: look, it almost looks like chemistry class with like the beakers and the and the scales and stuff but so we'll, we'll get to that you're going to make us some coffee today which mm-hmm. which i'm excited about because mm-hmm. i've only had about four cups today which is
3: <laughs> never enough that's right, below
2: right. my quota
3: um <laughs>
2: but lancer are you from the area you from toledo
3: yeah uh i grew up in white house okay so went to anthony wayne high school and generals yes yeah kind of got to enjoy a more of a country lifestyle, which is really cool. Um, and then when I was 18, moved to Perrysburg and kind of been out ever since. So All right. Cool. Yeah.
2: And are you still over in uh, Perrysburg now or?
3: Right now I live in Rossford. Okay. So it's kind of Perrysburg, kind mm-hmm. of downtown Toledo. It's we consider Rossford,
0: Toledo. Everybody, everybody's part of Toledo. We we basically, for this show's <laughs> purposes anyways.
3: It is the
2: closest suburb.
3: That's what I say. Yeah. It's right, right across
2: the river there. Mm-hmm. And so um, have you been to Moe's place? Oh, yeah. I, I was I drive past that. My aunt lives in Rossford and and I, I drive down the main drag to get there. And mm-hmm. I, every time I drive by there, I think Simpsons. You know, and I'm sure everybody else does too. They probably get really sick of that, or the, it's it's why they get business. I'm not sure. The heck
1: is most place, guys It's a bar
2: in Rossford Oh, okay, yeah. Which is a, the the same name as then. the bar in the Simpsons mm-hmm. cartoon show? Ah, which, ah. Which, may have been before your time. Which I, need I the, yeah, believe that
3: yeah, your joke earlier, but. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, I think Joe referenced that in uh, his show. Oh, yeah. About, yeah, he uh, told me Danny's I was
1: 17 age. the whole time. Danny just
3: had a, Danny just
2: had a birthday. He just turned 18. Yeah. This is a tough year.
3: <laughs> Welcome to adulthood. Right.
2: Um, all right. So you're in Rossford, and the main thing we're here to talk to you about is uh, actual coffee. What, what is actual coffee?
3: So actual coffee is a micro-roastery. And I make the distinction there because we have a roaster that does about 25 pounds an hour versus like a macro roaster, which would do like 1500 pounds an hour. (laughs) And they would be in a facility with like 10 more of those behemoths. Yeah. So we roast in small batches. Um, we source really high quality coffee, um, usually from really small farms and, uh, you know, we, as much effort that goes into roasting, the same amount of effort goes into like finding the coffee to yeah. roast. It makes a big deal. So, a so big say, difference. When rather. you
2: say you source from really small farms, those aren't farms in White House.
3: That's they, correct. <laughs> They're so, very far away. Yeah, yes.
2: Give us a description as to, you know, where, where you find your coffee.
3: So, coffee kind of grows. Um, there's this thing called the coffee belt, which is really just the area between the Tropic of Cancer and Tropic of Capricorn, um, closer Hi. to the equator. Yeah. Okay, yeah hotter areas um higher altitudes and uh that's that seems to be coffee's ideal location high altitude and then warm like never never a frost anything like that so it's it's got a really particular growing region and so places or countries would be like Guatemala Ethiopia Kenya um parts of China believe it or not grow oh, coffee um you know Papua New Guinea it's just really if you were to follow the globe. Just between those two lines, you'll probably find a coffee producing nation.
2: And how do you, as somebody sitting in Rossford, Ohio, get connected with a coffee
3: farm in Ethiopia? That's a great question. That's a really great question. So we rely at this point on um, the assistance of importers. And really, coffee companies of all sizes rely on importers to a certain degree. Uh, But the importers kind of forge the relationships with some of these coffee farms and we do have a couple of direct trade relationships, uh, which basically means that we're communicating directly with the people responsible for growing the coffee. Um, but some of the importers that we use, um, they're people who share our, our values as it relates to social and environmental sustainability. So I'll get more into that later, I would imagine. But um, there's only a handful of people, and there's thousands of coffee importers in yeah, the country yeah. that we could choose from. But there's just a handful that kind of make the cut. So...
2: Why coffee? Why, why devote your your career, your, your life toward coffee?
3: Mm. So coffee has always kind of interested me in, in a weird way. I, I can remember like when I was a kid, my mom would buy, it was like pre-made cappuccino powder or something, and it came in these, <laughs> these little tins. Uh, and I don't remember what it was called, but basically what she would do is she would make herself a quote-unquote cappuccino in the morning. Uh Ooh, yummy. And uh, she would finish about half of it, and then that cup with a spoon inside of it would sit (laughs) on the table for the rest of the day. (laughs) And so like one day I was just really curious, like, why does mom drink this and leave half of it? all the time. So I tasted it by this time. It was very cool. And I realized exactly why she couldn't finish it. It's absolutely disgusting. (laughs) So uh, that was really my first interaction with coffee. But as I got a little older, um, I started having... Love at first sight, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It was a rough start. (laughs) Um, As I got older, I started having more and more memorable coffee experiences. Mm. Um, The first time I had a French press, which is kind of a i don't know people are pretty familiar with french presses at this point but the first time someone ground coffee in front of me um because i'm just used to seeing big cans full of like brown dirt basically sure yeah um and so i started having more and more memorable coffee experiences but what came with that was more and more dissatisfaction (laughs) really because i was i would you know each next cup it would be better than the last. And it was being, it was becoming harder and harder to replicate. Yeah. So I kind of was on this quest to like, okay, well how can I replicate great coffee? Um, and that, that sort of started this, this disease that I have being, I a, it's say, a coffee like addiction. addiction.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's right up an addiction.
2: You would, you would not like the coffee in my office. I'm I've... just thinking out loud. <laughs> we have one of these like never ending, you know, not ever. It's one of those machines that's plugged into the wall for the water supply, mm-hmm. you know? And then we have like this garbage, you know wood shavings that looks like coffee thing that goes in and, and you just constantly making pots throughout the day we go through a lot of it is the
0: thing but it's it's among the right. worst
2: coffee i've ever had
0: you guys could afford, you, your <laughs> law firm can certainly afford to go through lots well, we of good do. coffee. It's, it's I'll give you my card.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll,
0: I'll push it up the food chain. Make, make a business from. happen. That's what,
1: That's what Toledo Matters is all about, people.
2: And actually,
3: Selling on ship. <laughs> I,
2: I have like a little grinder and a French press that I brought in just and I stuck it in my office so that I wouldn't have to deal with that coffee. Excellent. But, but then my problem was I'd run out of beans and then I'd get, I'd get lazy and then I'd fall back into the trap of just drinking the office stuff but what are you gonna do
3: it happens to many of us so
2: So you said you you do about 24 pounds an hour Mm -hmm. right what sort of machine do you need to do 25 pounds an hour of roasting
3: yeah there's there's so many different kinds of coffee roasters on the market right now and you know there's there's like a machine that someone made out of a gas grill and put like a drum in there And the guy wrote up yeah. yeah i mean people do that i mean I'll, there's a lot of home roasting devices out there i <laughs> started with this, a hot right? air popcorn popper okay and uh, there's a company called sweet maria's out of california and they'll sell you like one pound of green coffee and they have this whole library of information on how to roast coffee with a popcorn popper yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not joking it's some of the best coffee that you'll ever drink i <laughs> mean it's, it's pretty small volume though probably absolutely right? yeah, you yeah. can do like 60 grams. You can't make time. a business out of that, right? No. <laughs> I, I roast in a machine called a Diedrich. Um, Diedrichs are made out of Idaho. Sandpoint, Idaho's is where they're from. And they kind of have a cool story. Um, they're they're very German. You can kind of tell by the name Diedrich. And uh, their family kind of goes back to a coffee farm in, in Guatemala. Um, mm. Because back in the 1800s, there were a lot of German-owned coffee farms there. And so um, they eventually started building roasters and Um, Diedrich kind of got passed down as a family business. So they, they make really great machines. Um, some of the best coffee roasters that I know of use Diedrichs. Um, so they're expensive, right? Yeah, they're, they're (laughs) not cheap,
2: not cheap. If I recall, you did a Kickstarter for, to to get that machine. Is that right? Yes.
3: I actually was trying to get a different machine. Okay. Um,
2: (laughs) I remember it was for a machine. I didn't know which, no, it's it's an interesting
3: part of the story because, uh, there's another American roaster manufacturer called San Franciscan, yeah. um, and that's kind of what I was going for. They're from Reno, I believe. Oh really? <laughs> Reno, Nevada. So it is just a clever name. <laughs> yeah. I was originally going to buy one of those, but there was a change in in their pricing structure, and it it just wasn't possible. Sure. Yeah. You know, with the Kickstarter campaign, not only are you, you know, you're giving people the coffee and and the t-shirts and that sort of a thing, but when you're setting up a, a coffee roastery, it's not just plugging in a roaster to the wall and like you're good to go. There's you need the green beans, the and... green beans, you need like the ventilation cause yeah. you're burning stuff basically. Sure, sure. And you know, there's just, there's a lot of complicated stuff that I had to deal with. So
2: in case people are unfamiliar, when, when you say green coffee beans, what, yeah, what is
1: that?
3: Well, actually I'll, I'll take it a step further. Oh yeah, please do. Coffee is a, it's a fruit. It's like, it looks like a cranberry. See, I do have plenty of fruit in my
2: diet. There you go.
3: <laughs> so, a coffee bean is actually a seed. Are you guys familiar with like a walnut? How there's like two halves and yeah. the seeds yeah, kind of like yeah. face each other. Yeah, that's kind of what happens in a coffee cherry. There's there's two seeds, and uh, basically the the bush or the shrub is growing the fruit. And people actually pick each cherry by hand if it's a high quality coffee farm. Typically, whoa, and. Uh, and so that's where coffee comes from. It's just the seeds out of, out of that fruit. So once it gets to me, it, it actually, I mean, it has a green appearance. It's kind of a light green color. And so we just refer to it as green coffee. So, so.
2: it, it kind of means those seeds that have not yet been
3: roasted. Correct. Right.
0: And they, the outer shell falls away, doesn't it? Or is it, is it the whole thing roast down?
3: Uh, no, there is there is like a, a chaff, basically. It's just a really thin layer of the plant substance that's kind of left on the the coffee seed um, after it's been dried out i mean they dry them down to like 11 percent moisture content so mm. think of like how hard grains right. of rice are i mean yeah. it's it's like that and that's
0: is course. that what produces like when you grind it there's that lighter colored kind of dustier stuff is yes. that what that is is that shell
3: and uh. lighter roast coffee you'll see like these little golden flakes yeah. in it, and yeah. that's right. that's the chaff it kind of goes okay. into the seed itself and like folds around so um yeah it's it's totally safe to consume <laughs> so your Kickstarter campaign yeah You're
2: successful it was a couple years ago congratulations thank you the fact um i gave money to that and i was so lazy i never picked up my reward
3: well there it is <laughs> yeah right, right there, right there. he's brought it in today he didn't even. about you brother. wow <laughs> and, I, and
0: I, I i
2: would guess i bring that up because i wonder did you have a lot of that
3: uh yeah there was probably like 25 percent of the people who just okay we're oh, like wow. I didn't feel bad about it. I'm like I I, I wanted to give you money
2: anyway,
0: but it, I think my yeah. mom kickstarted and didn't try to like figure it out till like a year <laughs> after.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I'll get the occasional email, even like today, someone will be like, "Hey, where's my stuff?" <laughs> I'm like I sent you like 40 emails. Yeah, you had your chance, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, All uh, right. Sorry to interrupt. I think you're, cool.
2: you're about to explain what you brought in today.
3: Yeah, I brought in some Ethiopia coffee, um, and this coffee is is really special because um, th- there's all kinds of Ethiopian coffee in the world. They, they're they the seventh uh, biggest coffee exporter on the planet. So, oh, I mean, wow. there's a lot of Ethiopian coffee out there. Um, in Ethiopia, like one in four people work in coffee somehow. It's, hmm. it's just like... Jeez. It's huge. I can't think of a single... You know, United States equivalent to that. Like, what do one in four people do in the United States, like work-wise? I uh, Walmart
1: know? sell life insurance out of college. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Cutco
2: <laughs> knives, truck driving. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you might be able to narrow it down, like on a per state thing, like the oil industry in North Dakota or something. Like yeah, that, but, yeah.
3: So, anyways, I mean, it's there's a lot of Ethiopian coffee out there, but this coffee is special. It comes from a producer called Ninety Plus, 90 and their plus. name is is uh, kind of based on the coffee scoring system. Which means coffee scores one to one hundred. I've never had a hundred point or a hundred point coffee before. That would be amazing. But Who's,
2: who scores this? Is this some independent third body kind of?
3: There's such a thing as a Q grader, which is okay. a person who is basically certified to taste and score coffee. They're like yeah. a yeah. coffee a sommelier, job. right? Yeah, and and coffee is very complicated as far as like flavors and aromas go. They say wine has around three hundred like discernible flavor like notes Holy and crap. aroma characters. Coffee has Somewhere around nine hundred. This is just one of those tidbits that people say all the time, but it, it really is yeah. true. You have
0: that chart that you've that you've shown me a couple times, where it's like a big color wheel, and mm-hmm. all the different flavors that go into different coffees are all like in there, and you can kind of trace them through the, <laughs> yeah. through the pattern. It's cool.
3: Yeah, there's some flavors that are really you know interesting and and uh, I don't know like desirable. I guess some coffee has like blueberry notes, strawberry notes, and then you get stuff that's like Whoa. green pepper. Um, And then there's like a a roast defect wheel, which has stuff like Band-Aid, you know, like (laughs) tennis balls, you know, (laughs) um, potato (laughs) defect. There's coffee. There's a coffee defect that uh, I'm pretty familiar with it where it makes the coffee taste like a raw potato. Like you open the bag and you're like, there it is. How did
1: you become familiar with that?
3: Well, (laughs) it's uh, it's kind of unfortunate, like a lot of Rwandan coffee, Ugandan coffee and some coffee from Cameroon. Um, It it goes into other places, but they're the most known for having or having to struggle with this defect. Basically what happens, there's like this little tiny bug that -hmm. crawls into the cherry and it starts eating the fruit of the cherry and it eventually gets to the bean. And as it lives in there, like it gives off some chemical or, you know, it's like.
2: Well, it drops its bags, (laughs) you know, it puts up its
3: furniture. (laughs) I'm going to hang out here for a while. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it, it gives off that that flavor when it's all said and done. It's... And,
0: and the flavors that he's talking about uh, definitely is a, is a real thing, like when you say it has a blueberry flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had some of Lance's coffee where you really can like taste these flavors when you're drinking them. And for me, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, similar to Lance, I liked coffee, and it was always you know crappy Folgers coffee, <laughs> fill it with as much sugar and cream as you can possibly fit in it, and that's how I drank coffee, and until I met Lance... I never had like a black cup of coffee that actually had flavor to it, more like a tea than than, yeah. than the stuff I'd been drinking. So it's pretty amazing.
3: So yeah, this coffee here is actually one of those coffees that Nathan would probably appreciate because it does have some of those fruit characteristics in it. It's also nice. Um, Ethiopian coffee can also have like some floral, like uh, jasmine-style uh, characteristics to it. So How do you pronounce this? Ethiopia- Chembe Chembe T C
1: H E M B Chembe Yes notes of jasmine, strawberry, and chocolate with a creamy
3: body. This is what we're going to have? That's what you're going to have. Oh, crap. <laughs> we crap sh- is not the preferred ha, word. Heck yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's he's keeping it family friendly, <laughs> friendly yeah. on the air. Alright, I'm going to hit this water. Right All right. Hopefully All right, we get cool. some good the sound effects here. The process has begun here. So, I, I pre-ground this coffee, which is normally a no-no, but <laughs> <laughs> it was like 20 minutes ago. So yeah. right. we'll, we'll be okay. And when, yeah. when, when was this roasted? This was roasted on the 16th of June, so okay. just... Just four. last, so is, four last days Friday. ago, yeah. yeah, nice. So, coffee after you roast it, you want to kind of. Oh, by the way, you're hearing the water boiling right now. So
0: he's got like a little electric tea kettle. You know what that's they say cool. about watching a pot? You know? <laughs> no, those things boil pretty quick, whether you're watching them or not. <laughs> so, is what's your favorite coffee, Lance? You know, that's a loaded question, there, Nick. <laughs> well, I mean, type of. I guess not like brand, but like your favorite
3: place to get coffee like your what, what do you prefer as far as an origin goes yeah ethiopian coffee was the coffee that kind of converted me to the whole specialty coffee thing because it's just so different you're you're not expecting to taste floral or, or blueberry notes or, or those sorts of things right um and so it kind of opens your your eyes to what coffee could be um there there's other coffees that are that are really great but i'll always be a fan of of uh, ethiopian coffee So cool. basically what I'm doing here is um, I'm making a pour over.
0: Yeah. Um, Go through the process of what what that means for our listeners. So
3: a pour over is basically, it's what your automatic drip coffee maker does, uh, except you're boiling the water in a kettle separately. And the cone uh, that you basically put a filter in it and you put the coffee in the filter is exactly like what you'd have in any other coffee maker. It's just, it's porcelain and you're, you're pouring the water manually. Now I'm not going to say that they're, Like, all coffee makers do a bad job. Um, You know, like, pour-overs are are really great. I would say that, like, a great coffee maker, something that's approved by the Specialty Coffee Association, will make a good cup of coffee, like, 8 out of 10 times. A pour-over could be, like, life-changing, like, 2 out of 10 times. So, I mean, it... It's great. It's very easy to mess up, though, and and just kind of, you end up with a mediocre Well, and the big difference is
0: between what you're doing now and the machines, it's the same basic process, but you're controlling the temperature before you put it on. You're controlling how fast it pours and how it mixes as it goes in and all of that,
3: right? Right. The other thing I'm doing right now is I'm, like, rinsing the filter, which basically means... These paper filters kind of trap some little, like, microscopic paper particles. Yeah, that.
2: so you're pouring in the water before any right. coffee's in there.
3: So I just poured in some, like, boiling water mm-hmm. just to clear some of that out, and I'm going to dump it in, in this cup, so.
0: Cool. And we're going to drink out of the, we have actual Toledo Matters cups, and then Lance and then brought Lance in some, brought some actual coffee nice, cups. Yeah. Awesome. We got all custom coffee cups, man. We're legit.
3: <laughs> do you guys want to smell this really quick before Oh I yeah! Oh, yeah. Do some smells. Because, you know,
0: podcasts are very... <laughs> We're trying to explain the visuals of what's happening as best we can here. You
3: have to articulate the smell. It yeah.
0: smells like good coffee. <laughs> what 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 kind of uh, floral stuff do you pick up, Bob? It does smell a little fruity. I I don't really know what fruit.
3: All right, so I'm going to time the brew. I'm also weighing the water as I pour it in with a gram scale. So grams of water and milliliters are about one to one. So here we go.
2: And is there a reason for that? I mean, do you want? I guess you want a specific amount of water for the amount of coffee you put in, right?
3: That's correct. There's like a golden rule for like a coffee to water ratio.
2: Which is what? Can you fill us in? Because I'm screwing this up all the time. Right? No, it's all
3: right. <laughs> it's it's somewhere between one one gram of coffee to 15 milliliters of water and like one to 17. So. Okay. And what I'm doing right now is I just poured a little bit of water in there. And it's what's called a pre-immersion or a bloom. And because basically, if you think of a, if you were to like cut a a coffee seed or bean in half and hold it up to a microscope, it would kind of look like a sponge. You'd see all these little like plant style compartments. Yeah. And so when you start brewing that or when you add hot water to it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gas. that's kind of trying to escape from those little compartments. Uh,
2: Yeah, you can see it blooming. And so up there. Yeah.
3: And that's kind of what's happening right now. So when you give it a second, when you start adding some water slowly, you let that gas escape. Um, so that the water can actually start to extract the coffee and you can make a good solution. So I'm I'm using like a a gooseneck uh, kettle, basically. So it kind of pours it a little slow. It pours it slow, and the total brew time, right now we're at about two minutes into it. We're going to finish up uh, at about three minutes or so. So, I mean, it's
2: kind of quick. So you mentioned how the seeds come in coffee fruit, basically, for lack of a better word. What does that fruit taste like? Have you had one? Are they yummy? Are they...
3: No, they they kind of have like a peppery note to them. Yeah. They're not sweet like a like a cranberry or anything like that. Mm. Not that cranberries are really sweet.
0: They're but. very hard too, right? It's not like a chewy. It's very.
2: I've never heard of anybody doing it. It'd be hard to like fruit, eat, wouldn't I was it? I'm just curious, but there is
3: such a thing as cascara uh, tea. So cascara is kind of the word for the Kaskara. the removed coffee fruit, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just very tea like, I would say. So they so. make
0: tea from the unroasted coffee cherries. Okay yes hmm. it's kind of
3: dried out it, it doesn't look like fruit at all it right
2: like... and if you had the chance to go to any of your sources or or any other far-flung coffee
3: farms I'm, pl- I'm planning a trip for next year um, oh, yeah? i made a connection down in atlanta there's a, a small coffee farm called uh, cafe tio conejo and they're in colombia and uh, they're just great people yeah um, i have some of their coffee Um, at the shop right now it's kind of like my first direct trade relationship I guess you would say Um, and that's kind of a an overused term Um, a lot of people kind of think that direct trade means that you are you're buying coffee directly from the farmer and you're not using importers for anything like that but it's more complicated I mean Coffee has to get out of a country yeah, and yeah. it has to end up here somehow. And and there's a lot of people in between. Sure. You know, there's importers and there's exporters and there's Shippers like logistics. And, 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 yeah. So direct trade is customs and it's kind of turned into a marketing term, unfortunately. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of where it's at. But this is truly one of those things where like I met Ivanov and he yeah. was telling me all about this coffee and his family runs the farm. So it's, it's pretty cool. So it's done. Cool. Um, and one of the things about tasting coffee too that I would tell you is just give it a few minutes to cool down. <laughs> <Otherwise>. <laughs> don't, don't burn your teeth. Expert. Yeah. <laughs> Pro tip. Yeah. Pro tip.
2: So did you all did you always drink your coffee black after you had that experience with your mom's cappuccino? <laughs> you that's know, just that's to question. you for life.
3: Well, I, I
2: think almost I, I would doubt many people go straight to black coffee when they start drinking it, right?
3: Yeah, usually it has to be kind of a... It's like a process. Yeah. yeah. I would say that most people who drink coffee aren't brewing it to the proper extraction level because they're drinking an over-roasted product or something Mm -hmm. that's pre-ground or or something. Yeah, it's really stale. So, you know, people who drink... 20 cups of coffee a day are only able to do that because it's really under extracted. So, but, uh, you know, (laughs) raising my hand, here (laughs) that's probably my case. If you
0: drank 20 cups of this coffee, your hands would be shake. Like you would not be able to function. There's a lot of caffeine in it.
3: There is. Uh, Honestly, it's, uh, you kind of reach this point where you're just, your body knows you're done when you hit a certain (laughs) like caffeine content, (laughs) you can just quit.
0: So Lance, if someone is interested in getting some actual coffee, where do they
3: go? Go to actualcoffee.com. You could also go to the Flying Joe. You could go to Churchill's. You could go to Decapo Coffee, Temperance, and all these places are on my website at actualcoffee.com. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm looking there. If you go to the
2: Find Us section, you have all the different places that serve your coffee. And you you right? do
3: actually
0: your roaster places in is in Rossford, right? It is in Rosford. Correct.
3: Cool. And you can swing by there. You just gotta oh, let, well, let me know say, if you want to oh, swing by, that, by to and say hi to hide a Lance. He's over there. By the casino. Come area? to me before you gamble. <laughs> okay. Are
1: you anywhere near
3: where that new entertainment district's coming in? Yes, I'm pretty close to it. Do you want to have a, a
0: like a coffee shop at some point? Is that your goal?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of waiting on the right time for that. Um, starting a, a coffee bar or a retail space is a lot of investment, you right. know. Um, and and right now I'm focusing on the roasting. I mean, the roasting is a craft in and of itself, and preparing coffee is also very difficult to do well. Um, so, you know, what I'd like to do at some point would be to combine the roasting experience and, and the cafe experience. Um, but also, you know, there's a lot of expectations people have around, you know, what makes a great cafe and a lot of people care about consistency and quickness. And I still want to be able to provide all those things for people when the time is right. And I
1: like that you said coffee bar. Yes. I've been to some other cities that, that have coffee bars as opposed to the coffee shop and the environment inside is different right it's a little more lively and more active and
3: and there's uh yeah. there's a different quality expectation you yeah know, you can tell that those people are taking things seriously like your experience as far as you know, having the product is probably leaps and bounds better than at your typical cafe that also yeah. has like a full dinner menu, you know? Yeah. You can't yeah. do all that stuff really well. You, yeah. know? Right. you kind of have to choose. There's a few popping up in the city right now. The Flying Joe and Levis Commons. Yeah. And uh, there's a new shop coming called Rust Belt Coffee. I'll give oh. them a little plug. Where's that going to be? Um, they're going to be in downtown Toledo on Ontario Street. Oh. They're going to be awesome, man. I wasn't aware of that. Cool. They're uh, they're expected to open at yeah. some point yeah. late
2: in the summer. Do you think it's a good temperature here? Or?
3: Yeah, let's 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 taste some. Quick advice: slurp it. Okay, that well, and that's it, good it makes better radio. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Here we go.
0: Everybody, do your. St- we're, gonna, we're gonna try this.
3: <sighs> mm. So this good. slurp it some more. Here's here's one of the things. Oh. When, when you haven't had coffee for a while, you kind of like you got to get used to it a little bit so you can start discerning some stuff, but. Tell
0: you what I'm tasting. I taste a little cinnamon, maybe. We just put that in yours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my wife puts cinnamon in the coffee machine mm-hmm. when she thinks I'm not going to have coffee that day. And then I so invariably. everything tastes like cinnamon. And then I invariably have a cup from that pot and I get so
3: grumpy. We like, take the cinnamon challenge unintentionally. Oh oh <laughs> <wow>.
2: <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but anyway. That
1: would literally make me barf. It's. I would throw
0: up. Uh, you, you need to talk to Kristen about so that. So if we me. were well-versed, what should we be tasting? <laughs> like? It tastes good,
2: but I <laughs> don't know if my yeah. tongue's
0: good enough to... It, it's, it's like smoother than I'm used mm. to, not as... Uh, uh, like stringent. like I said it's more like a, it tastes like like a tea experience like it has flavor to it it's not purity yeah mm-hmm.
3: no there when i say fruit characteristics i don't mean that you're going to feel like you're chewing on a blueberry right now but rather it has some of those it has some of the acidity of mm-hmm. of like maybe the blueberry um, outer skin or something like that or perhaps some of the sweetness of fruit so i mean compared to some of the other coffees like a brazilian coffee which would either have like a lot of nutty flavors and you're like, wow, that's nutty and kind of like boring. And yeah, some of them anyways.
0: Well, Lance, is there, is there anything else um, that you want to touch on about about your story or your business or, or the Toledo coffee scene or anything like that that we haven't, haven't brought up?
3: Yeah. You know, I, I think the Toledo coffee scene is, is really at this point where we're starting to see some really great quality. Um, Really in the last five years, uh, a lot of shops have started doing more manual brewing methods. Um, Plate 21 has been making pour-overs basically since they opened. Yeah, um, And they do a really great job. The Flying Joe, um, they just they just really up their game with the new espresso machines, new grinder, um, a lot of great coffees in there. I'm not trying to pat my own back, but um, <laughs> they're such an amazing business. Um, yeah. and, and I'm really proud to be working with them. Um, there's... At the when this summer's over there'll be four coffee shops that open downtown just downtown alone yeah um, which is pretty remarkable you know you think that wow can downtown support that much specialty coffee I mean absolutely it can yeah so um you know I, I just really think that we're starting to get things that you would have otherwise only encountered in other cities yeah so that's exciting to me I mean the specialty coffee market is is just continuing to grow like worldwide so um, I would say here in Toledo, we're probably we're probably on the later end of the spectrum for getting into that, but but I'm happy nonetheless. We're
1: late bloomers. Yeah, we're gonna
3: we're gonna bloom. No, hard. I, I don't know. Um,
2: I think you hinted at this earlier. Do, when you're when you're shopping for your coffee, do you care about things like fair trade or, or anything like that? Or
3: yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, some of these certifications are are really great. They do a lot of good in the world, but they're not exclusive to sustainable coffee. Or in other words, if a coffee isn't labeled fair trade, does that mean that someone treated a farmer unfairly? I mean, absolutely not. If it's not labeled Rainforest Alliance, does that mean the coffee wasn't shade grown? Absolutely not. Sure. And a lot of these certifications, the business behind them is that the farmers also have to put money forward to be able to participate in them. Mm. And not only that, but let's say if if you want fair trade, if you're a coffee farmer in Guatemala and you want to sell fair trade coffee, well, you have to belong to a cooperative, meaning there have to be other coffee farms in your area that you can kind of join up with and 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 kind of form a business association. And if you're not able to do that, well, then you aren't able to receive fair trade premiums. So it's just, you can't trust them to do everything like that they say they do. I mean, it, unfortunately, they have such a huge marketing budget that they've... Yeah converted a lot of people into thinking well i only buy fair trade coffee yeah yeah well by doing that i mean fair trade premiums aren't that great most of the coffee that i get it i mean the farmers were paid four times what fair trade pays them so it's there's just no black and white with coffee it's right there's a lot of gray area and uh and you you can
0: pretty much i mean if you go into a place you can ask them and they'll they'll certainly be able to tell you where they get their coffee from and usually like to have a conversation about it. And if they don't, maybe you should get your coffee somewhere else. Right. (laughs) I think
3: the most important thing that people could do um, to make sure they're getting great coffee is check for a roast date.
0: Yeah. If the coffee was
3: roasted, um, let's say anytime in the last month, then that would be a pretty great coffee. I mean, ideally you want to get even sooner than that. You know, I would say, try to buy coffee within a week it was roasted. But uh, the, the lighter the coffee, typically the longer it's going to last after the roast date. And all of our coffee is this actually was roasted pretty light. last week. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, and also kind of try different things. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are stuck on dark roast, mm-hmm. for example. In a dark roast situation, what you're tasting is just the effects of the roaster on the coffee versus tasting the coffee itself Wait, right? so
2: that, that's a that's something I've never really
3: understood why one coffee is a light roast versus a dark roast like where, where does
2: that come from
3: uh, a light roast for example I mean it it's it could be a shorter roast time um, it could it's You're not, not gonna, roasting it as much right is, is that the just yeah the, basically yeah, I mean yeah. it's, it's not going to reach the same temperatures um, you know the the temperature that they put the coffee in is going to be a lot higher at a yeah. dark roast than it would be for a, for a light roast um, one one person explained to me early on that you know roasting is kind of like grilling uh, chicken on the grill i mean you don't want to you want those grill marks on it they kind of add to that grilled flavor let's say but yeah. but you don't want it to be like all black Burned. you know <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah. it's not going to taste good so <laughs> so roasting coffee um there's a lot of science involved but basically you're looking for that balance um, you know there's there's like a caramelization process that occurs in the in the roast um, there's the Myard reaction. Uh, it's Yeah, Myard reaction. There's a lot of cool stuff I know that was it. steak. <laughs> <laughs> That's right I know that term from. So. <laughs>
2: Or grilling, that's where, right. I know with meat, because here's the trick, if you're grilling a steak or a hamburger or something, you know it's ready to, f- you don't flip it until it's ready to flip. And that's because you're waiting for the Maillard reaction to happen and, right. and make it come off of the grill, basically. Mm-hmm.
3: And ah. there's some chemical reason for that that I don't understand, but I, I know that that's <laughs> but, what that means. But you know what it looks like <laughs> I, when it happens. I know <laughs> what it feels like. It's basically, you know, the that uh, someone, or something being cooked or browned, basically, is, is what that's referring to. Um, there, there's a lot of other little coffee factoids that I'd recommend yeah. to people. One of the things that was just on the news lately, uh, I think it was like ABC or something on like Good Morning America, they were saying, oh, yeah, freeze your coffee. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> don't freeze your coffee. Yeah, actually, I used to totally
0: freeze my coffee until I talked to you. Why not? I think I asked you Why that not? a few months ago, and you were like, no, 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 don't don't put it in the freezer.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so there's there's still moisture left, and there's crystals. Crystals that form on the coffee when it goes in the freezer and that moisture causes it to stale even faster So like every time you pull it out Actually doing
0: the opposite of what people think they're achieving. They think they're keeping it fresh when they're actually yeah. scaling it out. So
1: should I not get iced coffee then? No.
0: Okay. <laughs> like,
3: oh, I thought it was just frozen beans. No. No, no um, definitely don't freeze your coffee. Don't put it in the refrigerator. Just like stick it in the cabinet. But you can, the order
0: iced, you can order iced coffees at a place that when they make coffee. Like you, I've had your iced coffee. What, what was that? A food for thought? thing where Uh, you did the iced coffee those were those were pretty good
3: yeah iced coffee or cold brew um they could be referring to different things but cold brew for example is you know how we we brewed this coffee with water that was 207 degrees cold brew you brew it at like you know 50 degrees for 12 hours so geez. Based on the temperature of the water determines how long your extraction time is. It's a
1: cold and slow brew.
3: Yes. So like, I mean, ba- it, like barbecue coffee, really. <laughs> <laughs> low and slow. low and slow, or slow and low.
0: all right. Well, we've come to the time in the show where we're going to do the Toledo Matters trivia. So the rules are you're going to get four questions. The last question is a bonus question. And if you get three of them correct, you will get a free holy Toledo donut. <laughs> so, uh, dag it away, Danny.
1: The first question. This Toledo local cultural staple is home to buns signed by many
3: celebrities like Rick Astley and Burt Reynolds. What is. I'm just kidding. Uh, Tony Packos. Yeah! Never gonna give you a... up. You think you're supposed to use the, the chime audience? when you get it right, idea. aren't you?
2: <laughs> oh, there you go. There we go. Okay, okay good. <laughs> there it
1: is. All right, number two. This second tallest building in Toledo has been empty since 1996.
3: I'm going to say the PNC building. Dang it. Oh, nope. What is it? It is the
1: fiber, well, formerly known as the fiberglass tower, also known as the tower on the Maumee. Nobody calls it the tower on
2: the Maumee, just except for the developer.
1: So when I looked at it on (laughs) Wikipedia, it is officially registered with the Ohio Historical Land, whatever, as Riverview. Huh. Okay. As of 2012. All right. Well, little, okay. Little tidbits. So though. now I you got to get you got to get the last two right. I'm Here ashamed. we go. You got this, Lance. Number three. This. this one, I hope you have. Uh, name three of Toledo Public Schools high schools. Just three. Start high school.
3: Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> <laughs> one. Rogers. Two. Oh goodness. Uh, this is tough. Can, um, it's not Washington local. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right, it's not.
3: <laughs> Didn't you go to one?
1: No.
2: No. 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 Wayne's outside
3: of TV,
1: ah, uh, uh, you could have said wait. We got uh, start. He said start. Bowser, Nexus Toledo Early College High School Woodward. Woodward. Yep. All
0: right. Well, we got point seven five. Uh, well, one. here's
1: your bonus question. When you get the
0: bonus question. I think we'll give them. The yeah, we'll still anyways. give you a Donut Man. <laughs> uh, this area, located where Madison Avenue ends
1: at St. Clair Street, sits a park, a fountain, hosts a plethora of food trucks on Thursday, and it has a name. What is that name?
3: <laughs> I don't know that one either. Would this be considered the warehouse district? Or no? It's not. It isn't. Not. That's, a, that's a Promenade clue. Park.
1: It's kinda close. It's closer, but it's it's actually called Levis Square. So every Thursday you see the lunch at Levis, the downtown Toledo host, that's at Levis Square, not
3: Levis. That was a tough bonus question, man. This body can't afford a donut.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what we can do later. I feel like the donuts are like it's kind of you get it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Sorry. Sorry guys.
0: (laughs) Well thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Toledo Trivia you could have used the boo track for that.
2: <laughs> so besides coffee what do you like to do with yourself i mean we've talked a lot about coffee do you have fun things you do in your spare time in toledo or? yeah
3: absolutely uh, i just started playing mandolin not too long ago oh i'm getting into bluegrass isn't a that bit. like 16 strings or something like that eight eight dang <laughs> okay Based yeah, on I knew it was a lot it's connected to 16 yeah multiple <laughs> yeah divided by two right. All right, I was close yeah Math you're the, tricks.
0: You, you're the you're the bassist for the Fritz Byers band. I aren't I you? play bass Ooh. for the
3: Fritz Byers band on occasion. Is that a stand up or is that a electric? It is an electric bass. Okay. It's probably not the right bass for our music style, but I'm am uh,
2: he's he's kinda jazzy, right?
3: Yeah. 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 I'm borrowing a five string bass. It's kind of more like a metal bass. <laughs> it really doesn't fit in. But uh Yeah, so um my wife and I, we have three beautiful cats. Okay. <laughs> We thought you were going to say kids. No. <laughs> so we uh, we feed them a lot of food. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. No, I mean, we like going out to various local establishments to have libations. And What's your yeah. favorites? Well, give us some of your favorites. That you're, sure. You're, your spots you like to go to. Well, we go to the attic kind of frequently. Excellent. Very I mean, good. It's, Very good choice. It's a really good right cool place. Right on my street. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, we just started going to Manhattan's um, a little bit more and... I really am starting to grow in that place, yeah. too. I mean, I, I started going to uh, Startup Toledo there a sure, while yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And by the way, some of the people that attend that event are responsible for kind of convincing me to do a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, oh, so that's great. Th- and In a lot of ways, they're somehow behind this whole thing, which is really cool. Love yeah. Startup. Sweet. But uh, Yeah, so um, those are kind of the places you, I frequent.
1: Have you gone to Manhattan Sunday Brunch yet? No. All, Sunday Brunch is like... It's a little pricey,
3: but it's very, very good.
1: So one of the things we really like to do is find your favorite local like hidden gem. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people say the Metro Parks, so please don't. That's not an allowed answer. (laughs) Right. But if there was like one thing you got some people out of town or some people that might not know. Or even a local who just, like, you want to show them something. You got to find something cool. We're trying to find something cool.
3: Honestly, I I probably stole my thunder just a second ago. Because I would (laughs) take them to the attic attic or Manhattan. (laughs) Okay, okay. I mean, absolutely. I... Yeah. I, I go to Manhattans to get the uh, aptly named drink, uh, the Manhattan.
2: Sure. <laughs> and uh,
3: I think they do a great job, though. You go to so many places oh, yeah. around town and you order Manhattan and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Manhattans and
0: Veritas um, are the two that I can think of that mm-hmm. you can order that and actually get what it's supposed to be.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like a lot of people who aren't from this area or who haven't spent time here just kind of—it's—it's a place that they just drive through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they stopped at Applebee's and they're like, "What does Toledo have?" A lot of Applebee's, but it has, (laughs) it has some really cool stuff. And so I kind of like to take people on somewhat of a culinary tour. Hey, that's
0: right up my alley. We're we're fighting against the Applebee's with this (laughs) show. We are not in support of Applebee's. (laughs) (laughs) We're not. No. They got. They bring nothing to Toledo. Half off apps. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> Half off bees. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's great. I, I love the Anacone items. I, I tell people that's my favorite
0: bar downtown. Well, and that's like I a ask, cool, but... the whole strip there has kind of really grown a lot and become mm-hmm. very cool. And, and now the entertainment district's open. Right. And the, has, the, has other, part, the yeah. other part of downtown is growing. So they're kind of, they're almost g- connecting where the whole downtown is. You can just keep walking and there's still stuff all the way through. So it's definitely getting pretty awesome.
3: Yeah. It, it's just great. I'm happy to be here. It's a great city.
0: Absolutely. Well, Lance, thank you for coming on the show today. It was a
3: pleasure to be here. And thank
2: you for the coffee. Absolutely. We we really appreciate it. All right. We got some good sound effects, good smell (laughs) effects.
0: Yeah. Danny got some
2: Snapchats. Yeah. We're good. (laughs) Wonderful. I had a great
0: time, guys. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, everyone, for the 22nd episode of the Toledo Matters podcast. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye. See you.